Hello, hello, Orly here. Today I was thinking to talk a little bit about our relationship with this pandemic. There's so many different pieces of the pandemic and our relationship with it, the ups and the downs, the way it flows from the unknown and wait, we think we know more, wait, we were wrong, wait, try this, oh wait, that's wrong, oh wait, they're telling me this, oh wait, they're telling me that, okay, wait, who do we listen to? There's like so much contradicting information, so much back and forth, so many steps forward with a bunch of steps back. Like the entire thing is filled with the unknown. Our relationship with the unknown as human beings is something that does not work well for us to say the least, right? The unknown, I mean, that's like really scary for humans. Humans like predictability and consistency. Humans don't like the unknown. We like things that we know what's going to happen, maybe not down to the detail, but we like the concept of being able to predict enough, especially to the degree to be able to predict whether or not we're going to be safe. The pandemic doesn't give that to us. I think now we're kind of getting towards that stage. We're like trying to see the decline and we're like, okay, 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 we got this. All right, everyone. All right, we got this, right? But this entire pandemic has challenged all of us with dealing with the unknown, right? Like when, when will we go back to work? When will we stop working from our home offices? When will we stop? You know what? I'm actually like thinking to give all these examples of when, 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 and just thinking about it's giving me anxiety, right? Like I don't want to bring all that up again. (laughs) I really don't. I don't want to talk about all the things I was, we were fearful of and scared of and uncertain about because it's really anxiety provoking, And even though we're now after it, it brings up so much stuff. That is a period of time where we felt completely out of control. And we didn't just feel out of control. We were out of control, right? Like we couldn't go to work. Kids couldn't go to school. We were supposed to somehow get our work done from our home offices where our kids were like throwing crayons at each other and supposedly trying to be in school at the same time. Like what? Right? There was like, this was a crazy time period. It's so wild. You look back at history and you think about all these different periods of time, like all kinds of things. You know, there's war, there's unrest, there's the Great Depression, there's the Spanish flu, there's the Civil War, there's revolution. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. History is wild and scary and somewhat chaotic. And then now, here we are living in history every day right now. Right now. This is something that's going to... Our kids and our grandkids are going to come to us and say, what was the pandemic like? And we're going to be like, well, you know, we had to change our office space. And uh, I took your mom out of her room and I made her sleep in the garage. No, I'm just joking. But we are really going to have to explain how life was really different and wild. You know, one of the biggest ways, I think, of dealing with the unknown is focusing on what we do know, on what we do know. The minute we're able to focus on what we do know, that gives us the strength to be able to decrease our anxiety. That's basically what it does. There's actually a bunch of science to it. There's a bunch of science. Like the more rational thought we're able to reach to, the more our anxiety decreases. And 
when the world is giving us a bunch of unknown things, we need to just think about what we do know, right? We could focus on all kinds of things. Like, what am I going to wear today? I know what I'm going to do today. I know what my, you know, responsibilities are today. My chores are today. I'm going to go on a walk at 10 o'clock. I'm going to do this, that, so on and so on. I'm going to go buy toilet paper. Oh, wait, never mind. I can't find any toilet paper anywhere. <laughs> right? So if we, we, we can do as much as we can. Right? I think the unknown, I mean, the toilet paper shortage, like, that was wild. Everyone remember that? That was crazy. Right? But that brought a lot of anxiety because people were like, I literally don't know when I'm going to have access to toilet paper and food. Right? Like, we all became these, like, survival of the fittest humans. The unknown really made us realize, like, what we're made out of and what we're capable of. Some of us, what we're not capable of. Right? It was such a wild time. So going back to kind of thinking about what we did know, right? Like what we did know really helped. And whenever we lose sense of control, we really do need to focus back on what we could control. We got to really go back to basics. And the interesting thing about it is, you know, I think about everyone, everyone had different coping mechanisms and there were lots of different kinds. I mean, so much stuff out there. Like people got more creative. Podcasts took off like no other speaking of which, um, anyway, but people just got, you know, there was creativity out in the world. There was like art. There was, um, people, there was a puzzle shortage because everybody was doing puzzles. I remember that. Right. But there was just all kinds of amazing things that came out of it. Like people, you know, figuring out how to connect to one another through zoom. People kind of saying, don't worry, we got this. Like, we're not going to let this isolate us. And a lot of people still did isolate. It was difficult, but I think the more we focus on what was in our control, like doing Zoom meetings, even Zoom happy hours, like all that stuff, it really helped. One of the things that I also noticed, especially as you guys continue to notice that I like TV, and that's one of my healthy kind of escapes from the real world, is that binge watching was, became interesting during the pandemic. There were kind of a few components to it. Like on one hand, people were all binge watching. And of course, I mean, that completely makes sense. What else were they going to do, <laughs> right? Like, at least you didn't have to keep foot, six foot distance from your TV. You know, you didn't have to wear a mask while you're watching TV. So everybody was watching TV. And the funniest part was like, every show we watch, we're like, oh, they don't have masks on. Oh, COVID, 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 COVID. Like, oh, oh my God, they're on a subway. That's disgusting, right? Like a TV is just like... It, we're, it's doomed. Like we all are looking at TV with like our mask lens and we're just like, this is, this is gross. Right. But one of the main things I really noticed is that people not only binge watched, but they also binge watched shows they'd already seen several times. Some people even binge watch shows they've seen like so many times. And there's all kinds of shows that were having this kind of effect. I think I mean, I'm going to go through some of them, but I think there were so many. Like Sex and the City, one of my favorite shows, of course, was one of them. Gilmore Girls was one. Um, I, I, a lot of people were into Full House. I think that's really interesting. There was, oh my God, there's so many. Schitt's Creek, Friends, Seinfeld, and just Lost. I know people were rediscovering Lost. The whole world of anime became huge. I mean, people were just binge, 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 binge. And I, okay, so I guess one, one thing is to say, okay, well, we binge watch because we had nothing else to do. So there's that. And I don't want to take away from that. I think that's a real reason we binge watched, right? Like, what else are we going to do? We can't go out to a restaurant. I mean, we can get 
to go food. But there was even a while that that was questionable, right? We're like, well, if we, you know, put alcohol wipes in every single piece of food and, you, you, you know, fork and knife or whatever that we get from any restaurant, then maybe we can eat from that. And we were like terrified. But so all we had left was really TV. That felt safe. And it was a way to connect. We were connecting to these characters that we were watching on TV. But even more so, I think, not only were we just bored, which we were, but also we were comforted by these characters. We got to know these characters. We got to know them so well, we, we grew with them. And we, we, as we continued to watch these shows, we became familiar with these characters' patterns and then we wanted to rewatch it because it was predictable and these characters stayed consistent, right? Like it's not like there were all these new episodes and shows completely changed. We re-watch shows, we binge watch shows because it's comforting. The more we can predict it, the more we're comforted by it. Which I think, you know, when I think about that and just like that season of Sex and the City series, I think that's one of the reasons I think I'm frustrated with it. I'm, I don't know how many people would agree out there, but I, it's just so inconsistent with everything we've known of these characters that it's not as comforting anymore. It's like, wait, things can change this much? Like, hold on, hold your horses. Like, what just happened? Big died. Okay, great. That's awesome. No, right? And then all of a sudden, like, okay, Miranda leaves Steve. She's a lesbian, which, or, or maybe she's not a lesbian. I don't know what she is, but the point is it's very inconsistent from what we've seen. And then Samantha's just gone, like the, the biggest comic relief and, you know, kind of like loyal, consistent friend we saw, just gone. And, you know, I think about all these other shows and movies out there, like I've definitely heard people complain about like various Marvel shows or whatever, movies, and they're like, you know, well, that's not consistent with this or whatnot. People really like consistency because the more consistent things are, the more predictable they are. And therefore, the safer we feel. You know, I kind of like, I do a deep dive into myself and I say, well, am I, am I, is this me? Does this work for me too? Am I one of these people that needs consistency and predictability? My answer is a big, hell yeah, of course I am. Yeah, I needed routines. I needed schedules. I needed to make things as predictable as possible. My relationship with the uncertainty around the pandemic was to create as much certainty as I could. And when it was getting too hard to do that, I went into TV shows. I rewatched. It's probably kind of embarrassing to admit how much I rewatched Gilmore Girls or Friday Night Lights or Friends. I mean, Friends is just ridiculous. Like, I know, I know the shows by heart. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Yet I'm not embarrassed. I actually still really love the show. <laughs> right? Sex in the City. Just all these shows. There's so many shows. I mean, I'm trying to name some of the, like, really, you know, Jane the Virgin, Heart of Dixie, and just, the, you know, then there's, like, Homeland and Billions and Succession. And, oh, you know what show? Oh, my God. I almost forgot one of the biggest shows. Before I sign off, I cannot forget this show. Not only do I have to make sure I mention Schitt's Creek, because Schitt's Creek is something that, I love significantly and I will continue to rewatch because not only is it predictable at this point since I've seen it so many times, it's also just such a feel-good show where people have no shame and they're just who they are and they're proud of who they are and they just do their thing and that's a whole nother podcast right there. 
But there's one other show that I definitely have to mention. It's Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. I believe Ted Lasso. It's right. Shit's Creek is right up there with it. I'm not going to say one's better than the other. But Ted Lasso for me was like the feel-good show of the year, even though it was more than one year. It was really comforting during the pandemic. The characters were pretty consistent. But overall, they were kind to one another. They were consistently kind to one another to a point that we felt so safe around the show because we knew that we we're going to f- get feel-good feelings out of it. That's a show that I guarantee will be rewatched over and over, especially in times of uncertainty. So, guys, you know, we all have to figure out our own thing that works for us during times of uncertainty. We have to focus on what is in our individual control. But I suggest all of you... If you're one of those people who is rereading some really yummy, delicious books or rewatching yummy, awesome, entertaining TV shows or doing something like that, something predictable and consistent, keep at it because that, that is the way we take care of ourselves. Consistency and predictability. All right, guys, until later. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes, and the information in it does not constitute or is not intended as therapy. If you are experiencing a clinical issue that was discussed on the show, please talk to your doctor for a therapist referral.